0: I'm Robert Hodgkin, and this is Heroes Arise, the streaming media broadcast that equips, encourages, and empowers you to arise as the hero, warrior, and champion that God created you to be. You matter, you are important, and you've got a key role to play for the kingdom in the earth. So thank you for joining me again this week so we can continue to pour into you. I'm excited about what we're going to talk about this week because it's foundational. And many of you may remember that several years ago, I had an encounter with the Lord where he told me he was going to start relaying the foundation of his church, relaying some foundational truths. And you've heard me talk about this. It's one of the reasons we go back into Genesis 1 verses 26 through 28 so often, because it's that foundational truth that we're here to be his dominion stewards, his kingdom agents of impact. We're here to put the reality of him and his kingdom on display. And what we're going to talk about this week is not just one of the most foundational truths of Christianity, but maybe the most foundational truth of Christianity because it's what it comes from, it's what we're brought into, it's what we get a revelation of, but it's also what we get to carry. And nothing puts the reality of our heavenly father and his kingdom on display. Nothing shares the truth and the power of the gospel of our Messiah, Jesus Christ, like this topic does. What am I talking about? I'm talking about love. And I've got a very special guest and a dear friend, one of the, one of the co-leaders of our ministry, who's joining me today, taking time with me today to share with you the journey God has had her on. That's really all of our journey with God. You're going to be challenged. You're going to be encouraged and you're going to be strengthened in what truly I don't know that there's anything more important than in all of Christianity than love. So no, no announcements this week. I'm so excited about this topic. I want to get right into it. I'm going to bring in my friend, Michelle Burkett. Hi, Michelle. How are you? (laughs) I'm good. Thank you so much for having me today, Robert. Oh, it's long overdue, my friend. We have served together as co-leaders in Patricia King Ministries, along with Patricia, for so many years. You're doing so many amazing things with Women in Ministry Network, with Voice for Victims, and of course, with Michelle Burkett Ministries. But you recently got a new mandate from God, and and, and it's this love roar mandate, and knowing you, and having walked with you for so many years, and knowing you as a sister, and a co-minister, and a co-leader, but also as a friend. I've been really touched. Oh, I'm going to get emotional. I've been really touched by how God has stirred your heart with this truth of the love roar and living love and living Christ who is love. But I've also really been helped and encouraged and challenged as you've shared with me and others this journey you're going on that God invited you on, but truly he's inviting all of us on. So share with us a little bit about how this mandate was received and that's such a big fancy word really what it was is how did god highlight to you such an important truth that we have to grab hold of yet again and choose to live in yet again and go on the journey yet again and fail and succeed yet again this love walk
1: it's definitely an ongoing journey um yeah so where where this came from is i have been i had been just soaking in song of solomon and the awakening of the bride and the 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 relationship of the bride with christ and the love that was there the the going after the wooing the all of, all all that was there and the maturing of the bride to come into that place where they are speaking the same language um, and at the same time by the end of Song of Solomon. So I know Song of Solomon is kind of one of those one of those books that I think is difficult sometimes for men to read and to relate to because of how it is presented, but we're all the bride. You know, Robert, you're the bride, I'm the bride, I'm the son, you're the son. Yeah. And in that came an, an event that for the Women in Ministry Network, that the Lord dropped in my heart, you know, in Patricia King Ministries, we've always talked about a love war, right? That we're, we're, we're fighting with a different, with a different weapon. We're fighting with love in a really good way. And love always wins. And the Lord spoke to me and he said, there's a sound that I want released in the earth. And it is a roar of love r-o-a-r a a love roar Mm -hmm. and he began to show me you know how that uh love love is has has somewhat been and and not not intentionally because we have the best of intention but it's it's um well, let me back up. Let me finish answering the question that you asked. I'm sorry, Robert. I get excited. You feel
0: free to go wherever you want, my friend. We'll just <laughs> let Holy Spirit lead. This is all fantastic.
1: <laughs> so, so we had the Love Roar event. And after the event, I was like, God, that was so good. It was, that was amazing. And I, I, heard, I heard the Holy Spirit say, I want more than event. I want a movement of love. I want I want the roar to go on and on and to build and to build so what that means is it's it's not it's not being loud with words right because we've had a lot of words But it is allowing the love of Christ to so permeate us that we become so consumed with Mm. love that by our very by every action, we are releasers of a roar of love. Mm. (laughs) So, I mean, certainly we want our language to line up with that. But language can be cheap. Right. Uh, You know, there's a lot there's a lot that's tossed around where where love is just used. Right. I mean. You know, I, I love pizza, <laughs> you know, I love my dogs, I love, you know, I, I love, you know, movies, I love you. Well, you know, those are those are inequitable in there, right? I mean, I, I'm going to love you hopefully more than I love pizza. Um, so so where that becomes reality beyond our words is our life that is lived as Jesus lived his life, mm. laid down for us, that we yeah. lay our lives down for others. And what does that look like? You know, I'm learning. I'm learning yeah. what that looks like. It is a journey. And where, where I'm learning as, as I'm walking this journey mm. is to continue to, to, to step into the one who is loved to step into and allow his love to continue to be revealed to me, made manifest to me. And the more and the more that I am eating of his love, that communion with him and and allowing it to permeate every fiber of my being, it continues to stir a greater hunger for more love. Mm -hmm. I actually, in doing that, i'm i i am learning to love better but i'm also continuing to see where oh god i need more i need more of this because you know i'm I'm up against this and i realized that my response to that was not from a place of love rather it was from a place of self-protectiveness Or it was from a place of, you know, whatever my flesh was in that moment. And the only way that that, you know, continues to be reckoned dead is for me to come back to the one who is love and say, I reckon it dead before you, Lord. It's yeah,
0: you, you, you're, you're making some really excellent points and sharing some excellent insights. I think one of the most important I want to circle back to is where you talked about the even the phrase, I love you, or the words of love, or how, of course, our, our words need to line up with love. But there's so much more to it than simply those words. Because as you say, we 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 love our favorite movie. We love this. We love that. And God didn't challenge us. God didn't inspire us. God didn't fill us so that we would say love, but so that we'd be love. You know, I think, you know, and one of the things I get challenged by is when I even think about God himself, who God doesn't love, God is love. Now he expresses love because it's who he is. It's just so natural to him. But when we realize we're made in his image and it's wonderful to say, I love you, but I think you know this, I know our audience does. My testimony is the God I'd mocked and made fun of for almost 40 years showed up one day outside my cabin in the woods of Montana. And what he declared to me was, I refuse not to love you. Mm -hmm. And years later, I really leaned into that with him and said, Lord, I don't really understand. All of a sudden it dawned on me about six years into being a Christian. Why did you put it that way? Why didn't you show up and say, I love you? Why did you show up and say, I refuse not to love you? And he was very clear with me, Michelle, to your point. He said, because your whole life you'd had people say, I love you. And they did until they didn't. They did until you did something to disappoint or, or whatever, and they withdrew love. Right. And I think that's one of the challenges, which even ties into what you were saying there about <clears throat> how we have to let our walls down, is I think one of the things we need to realize is God is inviting us to love with agape, you know, with unconditional love. And on the one hand, that's very challenging because it's a love that expects and asks for nothing in return. But on the other hand, it's very freeing because when we allow God to bring us into that place, grace us into that, that wellspring of agape love he's placed within us, then we realize we're freed from that whole thing of, oh, this person disappointed me. This person rejected me. This person didn't treat me right. So now I withdraw love. No, God's love is never withdrawn. It's never earned. So it's never withdrawn. And I think that's one of the most challenging, but freeing aspects of this love war and this love roar is when we get that and re-get it and reget it and reget it, then all of a sudden we realize a couple things. One... It's not that we have to learn to love more. It's that we have to more often choose the wellspring of love that is within us. And two, the other thing I really want to hear your, your thoughts on is even recently in a big love challenge I was going through, I sat down with someone to help hold me accountable and help me process. And they basically said, all the things you're discerning in this situation, you're spot on. But why are you responding the way that you're responding? I really want to encourage you to come into a place of love. And I realized something. The reason I was responding the way I was responding, Michelle, is there was some lie in me that, well, if I love them unconditionally, even in this really bad behavior, they have no reason to change. So I would draw love, behavior. Exactly. And then yeah. I realized, oh my gosh, this is the exact opposite of unconditional yeah. love. I'm saying yeah. I'll withdraw my love until you behave correctly. And then as a reward, I'll love you again. And yet God never does that. So, You're getting this revelation. You're going on this walk. I've watched you just become a champion of love. And honestly, the way I've seen you do it, you alluded to it's by so often realizing where you're not loving and asking God why and letting him bring revelation and healing and then choosing love in that area. Other than simply going back to him who is love again and again and again, which I shouldn't say simply because that is the key. Are there any other things you can share that you're learning in this process? Because everybody out there, everybody in our audience is going to say, yes, I want to love more. Yes, I see it. And just like me, they'll be committed to it and they'll be doing great right up until that moment you don't. And then you kind of look at yourself and go, oh, man, I really blew it there. What are you learning in those moments to do to get over that, hump of whether it's fear uh defensiveness whatever it is what what are you learning to do to get back into that place of love and loving unconditionally in those challenging moments
1: well i own that it has happened and that it hasn't uh you know that love hasn't manifested through me the way that i would really like for it to um and but i but it's it's it doesn't go in you can't allow it to go into a place of um like just failure. Oh, I give up. This is too hard. So where I go with that, and I, and again, and and all of these things, when we come back to the one who is love in that, and we and we bring to him, here's here's what happened. Like, what does your love look like there? How does how does that get walked out in the way that you would walk that out, and not the way that I did it? Um, and one of the things, you know you you make such a great point about that point of validation. I've been right there with you, Robert. It's like, you know, we we can't we can't just treat this like it's and, and love isn't necessarily treating something like it's okay because love does speak to issues. Yeah. Love will speak to what's happening in in someone, but it is from a motivation of pulling out the image of God in them, of going after the gold that is in them. And that's how God loves us, right? So the more and the more that we're seeing ourselves through the eyes of God and coming into agreement with, wow, thank you, you love me so well. And I have done absolutely nothing ever to have deserved that. And in the midst of us not deserving any of that, is when he sent the very his very heartbeat to earth in Christ right and that wasn't a validation it was a call it was a it was a call to himself and so when we're loving others who are when we understand that when we just mess it up and man i do all the time when we just mess it up and we come back And there's not a stern father Mm. saying you really messed it up and you're never going to get this and all this. His heart is, oh, daughter, son, man, I see your heart and you're wanting to walk in all of my ways. Let's just keep walking together. And I'm going to continue to show you how to walk. I'm going to show you how to run. And we're going to get there together. Because it's not a journey you're on by yourself. You're not trying to perform something. This, is, this kind of love is not anything you can ever just perform. It's something that's got to be worked in us. And as we continue to see ourselves through those eyes that God has for us, those eyes of love that call us to himself, we then begin to love our neighbor as ourselves. And we begin to see our neighbor, we begin to see those around us, not through just the filter that we put on of the things that make me comfortable or uncomfortable, but we begin to see them through the eyes of God. And what he's going after in them is always his image. And for us to see his image in them and in love, we begin to pull that out. And, we, and so that means that, yes, we speak to some things. We speak to some things that are causing that image to be cloudy, but not from my motivation of that really bugs me about you. You know, right. but, um, you know, like I, I, want, I, want you, I want you to come into a greater clarity. I want you to be who you're created to be. I want you to come into the greater fullness of all that you have before you, which is Christ.
0: Mm. You know, when you talked about what you asking him, what does love look like in this situation? I think that's one of the greatest keys, Um, because so often when we're wrestling in those moments and we're trying, but we're also maybe punting it in regards to love. (laughs) I'll just speak about me. I'll just speak about (laughs) me. And there's because you're um, because you're really trying. You're like trying for all the right reasons, not out of performance, not out of legalism, not out of self-righteousness, but because you know it's who you really are and you're trying to love and put love on display but there's that thing that's grating on you or challenging you i think being able to sit with him and say father show me i'm not feeling it so show me what does it look like and i think this is so key because in many ways michelle What's hitting me is this is what the Apostle Paul mentors us in, in 1 Corinthians 13, the great love chapter. When he In verses 4 through 7, everything he says about love, love is patient, love is kind, love does not demand its own way, love does not keep a record of having been wrong, love does this, love does not do that, love does this. <laughs> love is, there's not a single thing in there about how love feels. It's about the choices love makes. It's what love looks like. And I okay. think for me, and I'm still walking this out and challenged on it most days but one of the things that really helps me is realizing love can be an emotion but it's always a choice when i feel love it's simply easier to choose love like i have no problem choosing love with my nieces and nephew even when they're stinkers i just i adore them i love them i feel love for them all the time an unconditional amazing love for them no matter how they behave So it's easy to choose love for them because I feel love. But for those people that I run into in the course of a day that I have no relationship with, no history with, and man, they're just challenging. It's really key for me to remember, love can be a feeling, but it's always a choice. And simply because I'm not feeling it doesn't mean I don't have love or I can't access love. It's what do I choose in this situation? Or as you put it so well, what does love look like? Because I think sometimes, and I know as a feeler, I can be like, well, I'm not feeling it. And God's so wonderful in saying through his word, through the apostle Paul, if you don't feel it, you can still choose it because that's what love is. So I think your insight, and for everybody watching, I want you to catch this, to spend time with God in those areas where you know you're wrestling. You're not disqualified. You're not, you're, he's not disappointed. Like Michelle said, he actually wants to answer this question. He wants to meet you in desire. And like most of us, you know, we can have those moments where we really tried and it, we really failed. All he wants to do is pour out his love on us. And then lift us up and show us how to love, not how to stir up an emotion we're not feeling, but what love looks like, so we can choose it. So good, I right.
1: and I think to another key is to allow God to um, redefine our language. Um, so I know I've I've been saying to him, you know, this has been my understanding of this word or this word in scripture and uh, you know, but what, you know, because, you know, I, I've been in church all of my life. I've been in church from before I was born. I've been in church all my life. So sometimes these words can become rote. Uh, they just become words that we're, we're singing about or living, you know, thinking we know what they mean, but my desire is for God to bring me into a deeper revelation of all that is his language. And that is including love. And one of the things that I did, uh, one of the words that I did with that is one time in, in our morning prayer time, I was like, we were leaning into, you know, worthy is the lamb, worthy is the lamb. And I'm like, God, I, I realize I don't have a fresh revelation mm-hmm. of lamb. What is what is lamb? Can you show me what this is? And and I know I mean I know it's Jesus, but what what is the reference with lamb? You know, and I I, I came into an encounter with the lamb, mm-hmm. and it was it's this. And again, this is all this is all in the in the context of love, right? Because there's Jesus, and as a lamb who is. Innocent, completely innocent, no sin in Christ. Uh, that He was um, joyful. He was pure. He was vulnerable. He was um, just, you know, it, you know, you, you kind of look at a lamb and it's kind of like doo doo, you know. I mean, it's just he's just skipping through the green grass and all is good. And and yet in Scripture it says that all of us are like lambs led to the slaughter. We are like sheep among the wolves. And to recognize that heart in that lamb, the purity of that heart, the vulnerability of that heart, no walls with Mm -hmm. the lamb. And that that lamb was sacrificed. And And so I was seeing this and I'm like, God, you know i am seeing this help this really hit and penetrate my heart because this is this is this is such great love and i and i and I'm, I'm 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 hearing it and i'm feeling it and and i'm i get the i get what you're saying but god i i want this to impact my heart that it's i that this changes me and um, sometime before that i i had a i had a little dog and, it, and this little dog, and, and forgive me for it being about my dog, I don't have children. So my dogs are kind of my kids. And God always knows the language of the things that that will allow his message to penetrate our hearts. Okay. So um, I had this little dog and his name was Tozer. And and this this little Yorkie was just, he was amazing. He was just an amazing little dog. I loved him so much. And um, I, we had an experience uh, at, um, a situation happened at a dog park where actually uh, Tozer was killed by dogs. Mm. And, it, and it shattered my heart. Mm. And what God spoke to me is, that would be as if you chose to send Tozer into that situation for that to happen. Mm -hmm. I chose my son, the lamb, to be the lamb, to Mm -hmm. step into, to step into the swarm, to step into the wolves, to step into sin, to step into all of that and to be slaughtered. I love, that's how much I love. Mm -hmm. And I was, I was actually undone for weeks after mm. that. And, and my immediate response to God was, oh, God, I don't love like that. Mm. I, I don't love that. But God, show me because I want to. Yeah. I want there to be something in me that, that nothing held back that that there's that the walls continue to come down that that Mm. i walk vulnerable that i'm willing to um take a hit for love Mm. you know Um, that i'm that i'm willing to lay everything down for love Mm. and 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 the sacrifice that was made what a price what a price has been paid for all of this robert yeah. And it was all because of God's love. And, you know, John 13 says, you know, if this is what I have done and I, I'm, the, I'm the master, you as my servant, you know, um, learn learn and, and do as I'm doing, you know. And that, I mean, I, I'm sorry, but there's a big gap right now, right, <laughs> between what I just described And some of the things, the stupid petty things in the day that I have to come back and say, Oh, Father, thank you that you're continuing to teach me. Thank you that you're continuing to show me. And maybe a point of encouragement is, you know, as, as you're looking to be, I mean, I love, I love this show, Heroes Arise. And as we're looking to be those heroes of love, right? That one of the things to encourage you is that that it's a really good thing that it bothers you when you realize you didn't necessarily hit the bullseye with it. Yeah. It's a really good thing. That is, that's saying that's, that's showing what your desire is. And, and in that, and in and of itself, that is not a failure. That is actually unto something. So don't be discouraged by that. Recognize that, that is, that's God continuing to work it in you. And, and the more that you continue to uh, give yourself to that process. And the more that you continue to go after it, and I really encourage you, man, go after love with every fiber of you. Go after it. Let it be the thing that motivates everything you do. And as you do that, we're all going to continue to walk and grow in this together. And as the harvest comes in, Right. I'm sorry, Robert. I'm just, you know, I'm full.
0: You know, one <laughs> of the things that's so important about this is what you're sharing with them is that it is a walk. It is a process. Yeah. Jesus' invitation is not come and be perfect in anything, but it's come and walk with me as the perfect one so I can mentor you, teach you and help you grow in everything. And, you know, I tend to be a bit more of a destination guy. I'm learning to love the process, love the journey, because that's what I'm I'm invited to with him is to go on the walk with him. That's how relationship is built. That's how intimacy is built. Um, And I'm really learning to love that. And in that, I want to echo what Michelle is saying to you all, because this is so important. Like, Michelle and I are under the the covering, the leadership, and serve with Patricia King, who to me is the greatest champion of love in all the world. I've never met, not just forget, I mean, she's a brilliant apostle, brilliant prophet, brilliant preacher, brilliant media pioneer, brilliant, brilliant kingdom entrepreneur. But truly what she is, is the finest Christian I've ever known. And Walking with her and Christ in her is such a privilege and such an example and such a challenge. And yet she never has said to me once in almost 20 years of walking with her and Ron, do better or be more like how I'm doing this. She's actually just the opposite. When I've come to her and said, man, I'm really wrestling in this area. Help me get love's perspective on this. She'll say things like, You just like you said, Michelle, I'm so proud of you for making that your objective. And I, I look at how much you've grown in love over the years. I hope you see that, you know, and that's what Jesus is saying to us. So even if like me, you're like, you came into the kingdom, one of the most hardest hearted, stiff necked ornery people God has ever saved. He doesn't say, man, you should be doing better by now. He's saying to me, I'm so grateful that you're on this walk with me. And I may be still a faint shadow of loving the way, say, God loves through Patricia and Patricia chooses to love um, in God or Michelle does, but I'm further along than I was. And there are people who have been touched by where I am in my journey of love now that 10 years ago couldn't have been touched that way. So I want to say, if you're on this journey, you're doing great. Yeah. And one of one of the things that has really helped me, and I want to I want to share this with you, too, Michelle, and get your feedback, because I I really love Jesus with all my heart. And yet there are times when I know I blow representing him that my heart breaks and I go with him and I'm like, Lord, help me. One of the things he's really helped me with is he's so personal. He knows me so well. If I'm wrestling with a person or a situation and I'm having trouble finding the place of love in it, because, you know, we're told that there's no greater love than to lay your life down for another. And that's not just the ultimate martyr call that's laying down, your you're life and your it. right to be offended or right or irritated or because there's things all the time where God has told me, <laughs> son, you're right, but you're not choosing the righteous path of love in being right. But here's something that really helped me, Michelle. I He knows how much I love him. And I understand the great mandate, because as you know, you've, you've studied this more than I have, as our audience knows, When they asked Jesus, so tell us what really matters, he said, here's what really matters. Let me boil the entire kingdom, all the prophets, all the law, and all the reason I'm coming down to just a sentence for you so you can really grab hold of it. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and strength, and love others as you are loved. That's it. That's the key. That's the kingdom made grabbable. That's the kingdom for dummies before there were the for dummies book. Jesus like, here's the kingdom for dummies. And for me, for Robert. And so when I'm wrestling with that person or that situation, and I'm thinking, but God, it's hard because I'm not loving them yet. I know I'm supposed to, but how do I lay down my life for someone I don't love? And he, this is what he shared with me. I know you love me. Will you lay your life down for me in this situation? Will you lay your life, your right to be offended, angry, irritated, impatient, to be right? Because you are right. But In your love for me, will you allow me to help you choose love for this person or this situation? And I'm not saying I don't ever wrestle, but when I get to that place, all of a sudden It's it's like my cheat code because I want to be able to love that person and choose love for that person in the midst of all the stuff that I'm being defensive or walled off. (laughs) But I can always find he always helps me find my love for him. And now all of a sudden it's almost like, okay, Lord, for you, I'll do it for you. You're showing me for you. I'll choose it. So. Everybody out there, you wouldn't probably even be watching this if you didn't have a love for Jesus. So I want to share with you for me, that's one of the greatest things he's helped me do it, where I'll actually say, okay, unto you, Lord, unto you, Lord, and almost hold my breath or grit my teeth through it. Far from perfect. But then what's really interesting is as I start to get through it in my love for him, And it's different with different people, different situations, different processes. But when I get into it, this is the other thing that I marvel at, Michelle. There's this part of me that goes, oh, this is actually way easier. (laughs) This this, this takes way less energy than being angry, irritated, self-defensive, walled off. So the other thing I want to encourage you all with is... When he leads you into the love triumph, and he will, he'll have a way for you just like he has for me. One of the things you're going to discover is it's actually easier because you're freed from whatever it is in, I'll say this, I'm freed from whatever it is in me that felt the need to defend and self-protect. And I'm simply more in him, more in love and able to express love. And I've, I've actually said Wow, why did I wrestle so hard to get here? This is easier. Wow. Yeah. That is so
1: freeing, Robert, and it it reminds me of one of my favorite passages in Song of Solomon and it's in chapter 8 and it's it's in that passage passage where um, you know, she's talking about, you know, I've set you as a seal upon my heart and you know and 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 the fire inside of me and you go on in that, and there's a place where it talks about, you know, I love you so much and the sacrifices I make, they don't even seem like a sacrifice anymore. And it's just what you're talking about, Robert. It's because our, our ultimate focus continues to be on him. And it, it's in him that we're safe to love. It's in him. It's in him. Um, because even when there's the rejection or others don't treat us in a way that we think they ought to be treating us, um, that it, ultimately it, it's, it is all unto the one. Mm. It's just, it's unto Christ. Um, Mother Teresa once said that uh, she's found the paradox that if you love until it hurts, there can be no more hurt, only love. Well, I am not there yet, <laughs> but um, you know, it 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 echoes that that passage in Song of Solomon eight of um, just where we surrender first. It's it's to him. It's to him. I say that again,
0: Michelle. I, say that. Say that thing from Mother Teresa again. That was profound.
1: I have found the paradox that if you love until it hurts, there can be no more hurt, only love. Wow. And that, man, that is like, you talk about choice, right? It's continuing to step in, step in, step in. That's a hero.
0: That is amazing because that really boils it down to everything we've talked about, how it's a choice, how we have it. This is how we access it. What are the keys? If you love until it hurts, there can be no hurt, only love. Wow. And boy, that's incredibly challenging. I, I heard someone say years ago, one of the best non-theological definitions of christianity i've ever heard it's simple so i love it but it's so challenging so i wrestle with it and it was this love the person in front of you
1: yeah
0: and you think oh yeah my, you know my wife yeah my nieces and then you think all of a sudden when you're dealing with that customer service person that doesn't understand <laughs> you're the customer and they're not giving you any service or even what you paid for and you think wait a minute true Christianity which is living Christ, which is putting the reality of Christ and his kingdom on display, which is choosing love. How do I love this person in front of me while they're disappointing me, frustrating me, irritating me, and then also realizing, here's another thing that is convicting and freeing all at once, is when I'm in those situations where I'm frustrated, irritated, impatient, to realize I'm choosing those reactions. I'm not saying what's don't, being done is right, But I am choosing to allow myself to react with irritation, frustration, disappointment, defensiveness. So when I realize that, then I realize, wait a minute, I can choose to respond with love. It's just in this moment, I'm feeling irritated, so it's easier to choose irritation. But I can push that away, die to that, and choose love. And so often, and again, I want to reiterate what Michelle said so well already, so well, so often what that looks like, at least on my walk, is when I do my, when I get in bed and most nights I do a little review of my day with the Lord and thank him for the blessings and thank him for the victories, but also say, I really didn't do, I just, this happened to me yesterday. I'm laying in bed last night and said, you know what, Lord, now that I look at it, I didn't respond as well as I could have in that situation. Help. And he will. And he'll do that for every single one of you. And again, we started this whole thing by talking about how um, God is absolutely honoring the word he gave me several years ago about, about relaying foundational truth. And there's nothing more foundational than love. Truly nothing. Um, we come into the kingdom because we have a revelation of God's love for us through his son. That he would lay down his life for us, be the propitiation for our sins, do everything necessary, and not only bring us back into relationship with our Heavenly Father and set us free from hell so we go to heaven, but also give us this Holy Spirit so that we can have this deep, intimate connection with our Heavenly Father but then as well become dominion stewards in the earth. And there's nothing that impacts all of creation more than love. Look at Jesus. No one has ever impacted all of creation, everyone, everywhere for all time, more than him. And he was love. Michelle, you probably knew this, but years ago I read in, uh, I'm blanking on who wrote the book, but it's an older book, like from I think the thirties or forties, but it's called A New Kind of Love. And it's a booklet, really. It's very interesting. You probably know who the author is, but in it, what was fascinating to me is he's a theologian a linguist and he did this deep deep study and found out that the greek word agape which we know means the perfect unconditional love of god did not exist in the language until jesus manifested in the earth wow so the coming I, I, of him who is love. That actually impacted all of creation so much that society and language knowingly or unknowingly responded by bringing forth a new word. I've I've got to look at it. It's a little thin booklet. It's got side of a a greenish blackish Mm. cover, but it's called a new kind of love. And And I read it about 10, 12 years ago, but I've never forgotten that. So there is something new and we have the opportunity to not only receive it, but to walk in it. And the Apostle Paul makes it so clear in 1 Corinthians 13, especially for us charismatics, who I love this because I want more, I want more manifestations of power. I want more miracles. I want more signs and wonders. I have seen all over the world how that puts the reality of our God on display and seen people saved because they go, whoa, God is real. Look at what he just did. And yet the Apostle Paul says pretty clearly in 1 Corinthians 13, you can have faith that actually moves mountains. You can get the most detailed words of knowledge there is and blow people's minds about how God is there and he knows everything about them. You can sacrifice and give away everything and even care for the widows and the orphans. But if you do it all simply as works and you do not have love, you have nothing at all. That's challenging. and it, But the good news is it's not an either or thing because when we really have love, we'll do all those things in, with, and for love. Michelle, I can't honor you enough for going on this journey being a pioneer, helping break something open for the body of Christ, and sharing all your wisdom and insights of this journey with us today. But before I let you go, I gotta let you, I gotta ask you, as Holy Spirit leads in regards to this topic, please pray for our audience.
1: Mm, yeah. Oh God, thank you for your love. Oh, mm. Thank you, thank you for the, thank you for Jesus. Thank you for Jesus that showed us the language of your love and lord for all those who are watching today i just i pray that there is a new encounter that they have with you the one who is love and lord that as they just they open their hearts to you That you will come in and begin to even mend all of the areas where there have maybe been uh, connectors that through things that have happened as in, in childhood and growing up, maybe damaged connectors that have that have occurred because of interactions with others that haven't been your heart. Father, come in and heal all of the connectors. And you are the great adapter. Like I just see this great, you know, power, love adapter. That's like whatever your connector is, God can connect with you right there. So Lord, I thank you for the increased revelation of your love. Let us all just continue to manifest you, seek you. And God, that there is a... Deep truth that resides in us of how you see us and how you love us. That, Lord, that transcends a concept but becomes part of the very who, the very core of who we are. I thank you for it, Lord. I thank you for your love roar when you roared through a lamb on the cross and defeated death. And Lord, that in all of our lives, that as we continue to step into your love, we're going to see the increase of, of power, increase of of life, increase of peace and joy, all the things that we're desiring. We thank you for it.
0: Amen. Amen. Michelle, thank you so very much for that. Um, let everybody know where they can get more from you, um, where they can hear more from you, how they can connect with you. Um, let them know about Women in Ministry Network, but also Michelle Briquette Ministries.
1: Yeah, so uh, it's uh, Michelle Briquette I'm not sure that I've gone live yet with that, Robert, but but that is coming. So it's Michelle Briquette com, And uh, for Women in Ministry Network, that is. That is a group of women from, that are global, uh, that are united together with the coming from all different, um, all different streams, all different mantles, all different spheres of influence and ministering wherever they are. They recognize that we are all called to ministry. Some of that ministry is is within the church, but a lot of that ministry, in fact, most of that ministry is outside the four walls of the church. So these are women who are women of ministry, who um, are joined together, loving and celebrating one another, connecting with one another. And that's uh, you can find that that's Women in Ministry Network. W I M N, and you can find that on patriciaking.com, a little tab that's there. And on YouTube, we've got uh, Women on the Rise, and we have Voice for Victims, uh, shows that we're doing through the studio here at Patricia King Ministries. And you can always reach out to me too at Michelle at, Michelle, at patriciaking.com.
0: And is that the email they'd use to Michelle if they want to have you in to speak in one of their conferences or get you on for an interview or anything like that?
1: Yes. Yeah, that'll be great. Michelle That's at the 15. 15. Yeah, that'll
0: be great. Wonderful. Michelle, thank you so much for being with us this week. And as I said before, but man, I can't thank you enough for sharing this journey because... When Guys, when you live through something like what Michelle has been living through with the Lord and going on this journey with the Lord, it's not just wonderful revelation that she's sharing, but it's spiritual substance because that's what comes out of the wine press, the olive press. And I commend you, my friend, for saying yes to this call to go into this press so that you can become a greater expression of him, a greater representative of him and a greater carrier and releaser of love. I really honor you.
1: Thank you. Thank you, brother. We are on the journey together, man. (laughs) And I'm glad. I'm thankful for it.
0: Yeah, me too. Me too. Michelle, thank you very much. I know I'll see you soon. I love getting to serve with you. And um, even the events we've done lately, the things that you share are always so profound. So everybody go to those places that Michelle shared. Get more from Michelle on YouTube and through WIMN. And also use that email and uh, invite her in for speaking at your events or your churches or to have her share more of this journey and the gold that she's carrying from all that she's walking through with God on your shows and your podcasts. Bless you, Michelle. Thanks for being with us.
1: Yeah, love. <laughs>
0: And hey, I want to also thank each and every one of you for taking time to join us for this episode of Heroes Arise. One last quick thing is we've been sharing each week. I want to give you the invitation to consider partnering with us. You know, the the, the harvest is ripe and the nations are open to the harvest and the nations are opening up to us. And we've got all sorts of invitations in all sorts of regions in the world. Some of them smaller and harder to get to, some of them political hotbeds, but we would love your help in answering this call. And to do that, I'd love for you to consider partnering with Robert Hodgkin Ministries. And to do that, all you have to do is go to roberthotchkin.com and click that giving link, and it will take you to a secure portal where you can give a one-time gift, which we'd be very grateful for. But I'd love for you to consider partnering every month with us to answer this go call to the nations. That's why we call our partnership here, the go team. So you help us go to the nations and answer the harvest call. Thanks so much for considering that. And again, thanks for being with me this week. I will see you back here again. Again, soon for another episode of Heroes Arise. Ready for more? Go to roberthodgkin.com for more teachings, more resources, and more information about Robert Hodgkin Ministries and men on the front lines.